talk about what your let's talk about your talents and your gifts. What are you good at, Phil? You know what I'm not good at, Sean, is growing a beard. I'm not good at growing a beard. Have, I am 32 you, years old, and I have the patchiest beard. I have bought stuff recently and started using like a derma roller with some oils, and I'm taking. Why like do you care about growing a beard? By, because I'm balding, Sean, and you know what I want. If I'm going to be bald, I want the hair that would have been on top of my head to be on my face. Ah. And also because I want a ton of tattoos and I think the beard tattoo look is, is awesome. Um, mm. But yeah, my talent is not growing a beard. Apparently my talent is being like a clean shaven man. I'd rather, I'd rather be on your side of the aisle there. The grass is greener over there. I, wish, I shave every other day. Grow a beard, man. Grow it. I, no, here's why, here's why I don't grow a beard. It's easy to top it, you know? Here's why I don't grow a beard. Why? Because my wife doesn't like it. Well, and honestly, I want to say that doesn't matter, but Brenna listens to this. Yeah. So, yeah, I well, guess you should listen to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, it like, it's scruffy. Like, the scruffy stage she really hates because, mm-hmm. you know, then it bothers her if we get close <laughs> yeah, right no i understand what you're saying uh but now and you know i just i rather i don't know i'd rather follow her lead on that one so um i am i don't know i i i would say like my gifts and my talents i, I don't know i don't know sean all right go back to when you were 10 years old okay what were you good at at 10 years old everyone at 10 years old thinks they're good at something it's playing video games. Yeah. I'm still halfway decent at that. Yeah. Did you have the Nintendo? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't want to go down. Video you game, do not what was your go, go-to video game You do game not want to go down this, this trend of all the systems I've had since I was like six years old. When I was 10 years old, I thought I was good at baseball. I think I'm good at uh, hitting a ball in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a, a specific thing you were good at, like pitching, hitting, running? I, I was just good at baseball. I played every position. Okay. When I was in high school, I could play the outfield. I could track a ball. Thought I was pretty good at catching okay. any ball, hit, hit in the outfield. I almost got everything. I had nice. one error in two years of varsity baseball. That's awesome. Uh, had a pretty good arm. Could pitch. Uh, didn't pitch in high school, but I could. So I thought I was good. Problem was. Baseball is like, you know, two out of ten. If you get a hit at every five at bats, that's that's pretty good, right? Oh, well, then I was really get, good at that. Yeah, if you get two, uh, one out of every three, you're an excellent baseball. Hey, if we player. ever do a, a, yeah. a softball team here, we I did. would play only to be a batter. We did. Well, do it again. No, no I'm just kidding. I, I'll never. And here's why: because at the beginning of the season, and this is what happened with your softball. Okay. Thirty people show up. They all oh, expect to play. You mm-hmm. So you, you try to get as many people in, and by the end of the season, only eight are showing up because half have quit because they didn't play enough, they felt like. Right. And the others like, go to work, and the others, like, it just got to, it was, it was always like a task to get people to show up. And I, I loved it. I was good at it. Like, yeah. honestly, I, I, I can remember playing softball all the time and be able to place the ball wherever I wanted. Well, and, there's your talent, yeah. man. See, I guess, yeah. I guess if you ask me young drawing, which sort of makes sense to the job that I do now yeah. as my, like my real job. Drawing? Doodling and drawing. and Graphic? Yeah. But now you do it on the computer. I do. Graphic. Yeah, more digital art than um, 
But, uh, you know, it's funny because when Brenna will do a, um, like a drama show at the school and I've helped paint, it turns out painting is like really fun and it really makes sense to me. Yeah. I like it. Like working with color and shading it and, you know, painting is kind of forgiving because as you go, you can sort of, I don't know. It was fun. Hmm. I, I, I kind of want to get into it, but I'm not in the time of my life right now to like pick up a new hobby. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of how it is. But today, hey, we're talking about uh, spiritual gifts. Yeah. And this is fun because you have a lot of opinions. I do. About your spiritual gifts. It's not gifts. opinions. I know how to teach spiritual gifts. You heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here, people. <laughs> I know, well, it's intriguing. I love the idea of spiritual gifts because when you talk about, up until this point, when, you know, in Christianity, we've talked about a lot of times the fruit of the Spirit, which everyone has. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit are the things that should come out of you if you're following Christ and you're in Christ, right? Yep. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Mm -hmm. But a spiritual gift is going to be unique to you. And it can, uh, what I, I always thought was fascinating is it can be kind of contrary to your personality also. Not necessarily contrary, but different. And I think that's fascinating. A, a gift from the Holy Spirit, something that you are bestowed to help further the church and those around you. And yeah. I, I, it's fascinating. Yeah. Because our identity is in Christ now. Our mission, as we talked about last time, is to spread the gospel. The best place to do that is in the body of Christ, in the body of believers. Right. And you do that best by identifying your spiritual gift and, um, you know, finding your place of service. Right. But here's why this is, this is a tough subject for me. And I'll tell you why, because I do have strong opinions on this based on Bible. I, and it does contradict what a lot of teachings are out there today. Right. Um, so I'm really interested because we haven't really talked about this before no. this. Mm -hmm. And so this, I, I'm wondering how this is going to go. I really have, because you've yeah. been kind of, you kind of said some things. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. nah, not like that. I, but yeah. no, I'd no, like no, to no. hear what you want to say first and then, then go from there. It's cool how when we did our personality test, you get sort of a guideline. You know it's not tailored to you, really. But sometimes when you see it, you're like, hey, that is kind of me. But then yeah. you also sort of have to compare that with Scripture when it comes to spiritual gift. So I took a few online because they're funny. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's so funny how, like, there's one that just says there's seven. There's seven spiritual gifts. And then you'll get to another one where they're like, well, they're one of these 24. And you're like, well, where are you getting the extras here? Yep. One thing that I did realize is that they just sort of break out a spiritual gift even more in a lot of places. Um, one of the ones that I took was really funny because the biggest one it said that I had was faith. And I was like, I don't think that's really like a, it's not a spiritual gift. I really want to break this down into two weeks. And I know, okay, let's the, do it. and here's why. Because what you just said, this is why I don't like spiritual gift tests because the way some people interpret them I think is wrong. Yes. There are three lists of spiritual gifts found in Scripture. The first is 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Yes. And those, to me, are the manifestations of the Spirit. So in the 1 Corinthians chapter 12, these are the, the, the gifts of tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, power gifts, miracles, gifts of faith, as you just talked about, gifts of healing, revelation gifts, knowledge, wisdom, discerning spirits. Those things are, according, if you read 1 Corinthians 12 mm -hmm. through 14, it talks about how the Spirit can come upon almost any believer 
and that purpose of that spiritual gift is the edification of the church. Yes. It's to build up the church. If it's used to build up yourself, that's not a manifestation of the spirit. That is a manifestation of the enemy. Right. It's and, and not honestly, ever supposed to be that. Most of the things that you're ever going to find that are toward yourself are going to be more spiritual disciplines. When you're talking about your prayer life, yeah. your reading of the Bible, those are more spiritual di- disciplines. Those are the things that bring your faith up. Mm-hmm. Things that are supposed to, you know, as, as far as a spiritual gift doesn't serve you. Yeah. That, that's why, like, and... and our mission is to get the gospel out. So at any point, the Holy Spirit, who dwells within each believer, can manifest himself in such a way that the gospel can go through us, which is like the gift, the healing, the gift, the tongues, the gift, the prophecy. Sure. But when we do spiritual gift tests and it puts that and it links it in with the others, yes. it, it, it almost like, oh, now you have the gift of tongues. And now we have this misinterpretation, and of course, my opinion here, all right? Yes. But this misinterpretation that we always have that. And it then becomes about edifying self rather than edifying the church. When God originally used that to edify the church, to bring people into the kingdom, to show that this. Does that make sense? Yes, I do. And I also do think that there is a certain level of um, circumstance. We ought to be open and trying, like, we ought to be open to sharing the gospel and God using us to do that. Yes. But he specifically says, even in the 1 Corinthians passage, the biggest thing is love. Right. Like between 12 and 14, you have the love chapter, chapter 13. Yeah. And if you have all the other gifts, but you don't have love, you're not edifying the church. You're not really helping. It, it, that's the whole point. Right. And he says, desire the greater gifts before you desire these manifestations. That's yeah. my interpretation. Again, yes. we could discuss. So that that's something people might disagree. And that's why I get in trouble with this, because... I teach it that way. I think one thing at the top of this that I think it's worth saying is to be open to any gift that the Holy Spirit might give you. Yeah. Uh, Whether it's healing or prophecy. I mean, we don't talk about uh, tongues as Southern Baptists very much because there's Mm a... uh, I'm not even going to go there. Um, But I I, I would say be open to miraculous things from the Spirit because I, I, I... I've said this before in, in, in our podcast, but I definitely think that we downplay um, the, the Spirit's The role ability. of the Holy Spirit in our lives, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just heading it up there, um, there's a, places to read in the Bible for sure. 1 Peter 4, Ephesians 4, Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12. Those are all really great places in the Bible to read that talk about uh, the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. So mm-hmm. anything outside of what that's saying now you are interpreting or you're reading someone else's interpretation. But those passages there are, yeah. you know, what the Bible has to say about the, yeah. the gifts of the Spirit. I'm glad you opened that up because I do think there are three gift passages in the New Testament. Now, First Peter you brought up is more like use your gifts in serving to... He does, but, but he also names a few. You know, if, if giving, if you have a giving heart, if that is yeah. kind of what, then give. If you have a... You know, he kind of yeah. goes through yeah. that. If you have this, use it. If you have this, yeah. use it. He's using examples of gifts you may have. Use them. Yeah, but the, the, what I was getting to was the three lists that are given. There's three passages. Okay. The first Corinthians was what I call the manifestations. Right. The Ephesians are the ministry gifts where it talks, there, there are five full ministry gifts, like, and it's like the gift of evangelism, the mm-hmm. gift of t- uh, preaching, and... Um, you know, the, the apostle, uh, but that, th- those are what we, they call ministry gifts. The one I really focus on the most when it comes to 
gifts mm-hmm. and spiritual gifts is the Romans 12 passage. Yes. Um, do you know how many spiritual gifts are listed in Romans 12? Oh. You should because you I just should. said it at the beginning. It's seven, right? Seven. It's the seven. Seven. Do you know anything specific about the number seven in the Bible? I mean, it, it kind of in passing. So what, what, what happened? Seven, seven is a symbolization of completion. Basically, you know, there, the, the, there's seven days in a week because it took six days for God to create the world and the seventh he rested, right? right. It's completion. So uh, when you talk about the seven spiritual gifts, they, 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 this is how I teach it. Okay. These are the one, they're what we call foundational. And what I, would, what I teach is that every church has one of these seven gifts in it. And here's what they are. Prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving, leadership or organization, and mercy. And within the body of Christ, how we relate to each other, if we understand that each person has one of those at least. And right. I teach that one is stronger. You may be yes. strong in like two or three of those. Right. But and I think I even said that last yeah. time. I think it's common to have more than one, but there's going to be one that comes up yeah. that's your strongest. Because those are the foundational gifts. And so at the moment you ask Jesus into your life, you repent of your sins, you become a Christian, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible teaches. And with the Holy Spirit, he gives you a spiritual gift. And one of these is in you. And you are to use that gift within the body of Christ. Um, And here's what we kind of talked about a little bit last time at the end. Most people who come into the church don't know their purpose. Right. Right. They, They struggle to find... Uh, who they are. And and one of the big reasons is, is how I just said it a minute ago, how your spiritual gift can sometimes seem opposite of your personality. You can have someone who, like me even, you know, more of the teaching or kind of evangelistic side could be in someone like me. And that may not make any sense, but it doesn't have to. One is from me. One is a, that's just the personality. It's the personality God gave me. But the gift that the Spirit has bestowed upon me can sometimes seem weird. Like, wait, how does... Phil doesn't like to talk to people that he doesn't know as much. And yet, in his heart, that evangelistic teaching sort of... That, how does that happen? Yeah. And so I think that that comes to people a lot where they, they, start, they start with themselves when they think of the spiritual gift. But you don't always have to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if you don't know what your spiritual gift is. Don't necessarily start with, well, what's my personality? Just mm-hmm. look, you know, read this, see which one of these is going to, like, yeah. is there one that tugs at you? It, does it make sense that teaching, maybe that's yours? Yeah. Well, the, what's our purpose? Our purpose is to share Christ. Yeah. Our purpose is to make disciples of all people, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then teach them to observe everything God commanded. Now, some people are teachers according to this others are leaders the the church comes together and we work together to make that happen yeah and so some people flounder in the church because they never figured out what their spiritual gift is and they're thinking well i'm supposed to do the work of an evangelist and teacher but that's not your spiritual gift right 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 uh maybe your spiritual gift is mercy or here's the thing you you get to a place where um you 
had never, I don't want to say never discovered your spiritual gift, but um, how do we say this? You, God has, if God gives each person a spiritual gift, what we tend to do, so for example, I'll give you an example. This is, this is where we go. Sorry. Okay. Sorry it's taking me along to get there. Stay no, with no, me, no. people. Um, my dad, his spiritual gift is serving. He was the pastor here, and he was my mentor for 40 plus years. So what did I try to do? I tried to mimic my mentor. That led me to try to be certain, but I never found joy in that. Right. And, you know, I became a server because I was following trying to be like the person that led me to the Lord that was the most encouraging in my faith, at the, you know. Right. Um, what I had to realize, what is my spiritual gift, and work under those things. Now, he was the pastor. You would think, well, that pastor should be, he should probably be an administrator or a teacher, right. and many of them are. But he became a great pastor because the serving gift that he discovered, right. he, he got people involved. And that's why I want to kind of talk, because I want to dig deeper into each of these. Well, uh, and, and, and that's the thing. And in each one, this is why I said sometimes someone's interpretation isn't necessarily wrong. It just helps you kind of form um, a more refined. We've even said before, as far as pastors go, sometimes you have a teacher, you have an evangelist, you have a shepherd. The Spirit kind of guides you to one of those more naturally than the other. Mm -hmm. Some of it's like, you know, whether you, maybe you're more of a teacher than you are. It doesn't mean you can't work on it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you have to say like, oh, well, that's just where I sit. But teaching, if you're going to look at it from a spiritual gift part, obviously broad strokes, I would say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, being that you're a pastor, maybe you lean more to teacher. It's not. That's why I said maybe. Yeah. My, my, I believe my spiritual gift's encouragement. Exhortation. Right? Yes, I believe exhortation because that's where I find my greatest joy. Is that right? And I, that's why I think if we explain each things the next time we go through each of these spiritual gifts, I think it would be helpful for people because these foundational gifts. Now, here's where like, I find, that's why I don't like these spiritual gift tests because I think you have one of these foundational gifts, but then you have the manifestation of the Holy Spirit that yes. will lead you and guide you to, right. to where use that said, gift. We kind of, we, we operate in areas of ministries or vocations yeah. to which we haven't been called because we're either mimicking what we have seen right. or we, 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 uh, we're uncertain right. of what our spiritual well, gift and, is. Well, okay, so I would say knowing that discernment and knowing that serving are, are my two main, I would yeah. say two main, um, and I would say that only because almost every single church that I have been part of, a body of believers I've been in, those two have always led yeah. naturally to me. Helping, uh, the church that I went to before this, we set up and tore down every Sunday morning. Oh my gosh. So I got there, you know, an hour and a half yeah. before it started because I wanted to get, the, I, I liked being one of the first people to open that trailer yeah. up and move the stuff in and set it up. I was happy to stay after and tear it down. Um, you've seen even yep. just the role that I play here, serving is yep. often, I'm very, I'm very joyful to do that. Yeah, that was my dad. That was my dad and he's the same way. And I would do that because that's what I thought a pastor was supposed to do. Yeah. But I never found joy in that. Like, I, I, mean, we get, I shouldn't say I never. I found joy in the fact that God was using that. But honestly, when where is a, like, for example, and there's a meal downstairs for the international students. Some people thrive in the serving part. Yes. I thrive in sitting with the students and hanging out with them 
encouraging. And I can see that in you yeah. and I, where I would, if you were to put us on jobs, me probably scooping food or even in the kitchen uh-huh. and you sitting at the table talking where neither of us would do as well in the other place. Uh, if you didn't listen to the last episode, I sort of talked about this just a little bit in you sort of can gauge where your spiritual gift is based on um, how, even kind of how Sean said, like, have you found joy? Does it energize you? Um, it shouldn't, it shouldn't feel as taxing. It shouldn't feel more taxing than it does rewarding. Yeah. Cause if you put someone serving in the church in the wrong place, they're not, you're not, they're not going to grow. You're not going to see that natural mm-hmm. joy, that natural growth where when you see somebody get into the right place, get in the right place serving that area thrives, not just them, which is you do want to see the server thrive. Mm-hmm. But the area, the people around them do better too. Yeah. And, and to add to that, that does, it shouldn't give you an excuse to be oh, like, not at all. Well, no. I'm not a teacher. So I, or here's the one I use. I don't have the gift of mercy, so <laughs> I shouldn't be merciful. Right. right and we right. use no, that no. as an excuse. Well, that's not my spiritual gift. When honestly, that's a, an excuse. We should be trying to have all of them. We just are stronger. God has, this is what I teach. Holy Spirit has given each of us one, and we should be striving for all. You know, there's only one, I believe, one person who's had all seven spiritual mm-hmm. gifts, Jesus. Right. And he was complete, right? He was yes. perfect. Um, but here's the other thing that hopefully will happen. What happens in a church that understands spiritual gifts, they not only find their spiritual gift, but they celebrate others. Yes. So, so the person who has... Uh, the gift of prophecy or discernment like we talked about which we'll get into hopefully yeah. next time a little bit deeper but yeah, i'd like to they're they're they they have tendencies like there's strengths in each one there's weaknesses in each one and sometimes those people call out sin so guess what who wants to be around that person <laughs> right me. they push people away or the administrator the person who's serving sometimes doesn't get along with the administrator because the administrator is like the leader that sees the whole big picture and what needs to be done. And the server's just getting the job done right there. And they don't see the big picture as much. And so they get kind of like this tension between them. But hopefully when you understand spiritual gifts, you start to celebrate what everyone has a role. Right. And that's what I hope happens in this study with us, that... Uh, we will find not just our role, but celebrate the diversity in the other people's role that are around us. Yeah. Because, I mean, as a pastor, that's the hardest thing, I think. I told my wife a couple times in our ministry, I can understand why Moses hit that rock. Because yeah. sometimes people are hard at it and they don't celebrate everybody else's spiritual gifts. They only see theirs. And that is a frustration that I think bothers God. Right. Well, and, I, and to just kind of piggyback off how you said it, um, maybe wording it different, is when you're looking at spiritual gifts, don't get spiritual gifts confused with natural talent, talent that God's given you, the fruit of the Spirit, and also titles, I would say ministry titles. Mm-hmm. Don't say anything to, yeah. uh, look at you, you know, lead pastor. Yeah. Well, that's where the Ephesians pastor too, the fivefold ministries, the, the, there's a teaching there that I'm not getting into. Okay. But, but um, what I hope we find is the foundational gifts because we need each other. 
Mm-hmm. We are complete in Christ, and we are complete in the body of Christ. Right. And we need each other, and if every gift is not in operation, we miss the completeness of Christ. That's right. the point. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I wonder. I wonder if people, there's someone right now listening that probably feels like, well, I don't know my spiritual gift. And I hope this intrigues you. Sean would say, discover. go online. <laughs> Look for a spiritual gift. <laughs> I don't think that they're all bad. And I don't think yeah. that they, you just can't take them as gospel. Don't, yeah. it's not the Bible. If it helps point you in the right direction though, I think that that's good. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing when we took the personality test. Not all of that was right. Yeah. My not personality it. has changed from 10 years ago. And, what it is. Yeah, yeah. and that's and how I, those spiritual gift tests work. You, you can like, oh, right. I feel like this is my spiritual gift now. It just depends on what the feeling you're having that day. Right. Yes. So I would say like maybe it might be a good place to start if you truly don't know. I, I mean, actually, I will say the first place to start is the Bible. Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, Romans 12, Ephesians 4, 1 Peter 4, 1 Corinthians 12. Um, read through those. Just read what the Bible talks about with the spiritual gifts. So I would say that's probably the, the best place to start. Yeah. Oh, and then just think about, think about, uh, especially if you're in a church right now, is there somewhere where you've served even temporarily and went like, oh man, I wish that, wish that this is what I was doing every Sunday. Or are you serving right now? And you, <laughs> this is funny because I, I, there's a book that I was, uh, that I did get just to kind of, you know, read a little bit. It's called um, What You Do Best in the Body of Christ. And he did tell one story. And it was, I think it's more of a quote-unquote parable because I think it was made yeah. up. But he's like, okay, so we have this first guy, uh, Bob. And, he, you know, he's a, he's a greeter. So he gets to church, you know, 45 minutes before it starts. He sets bulletins out. He, he makes sure that the pencils and everything are in the mm-hmm. pews where they go. He then stands outside ready to greet. And then they're like, here's Mark. Mark shows up five minutes before. Mark is just, you know, doing the job. It's just what he does on Sunday morning. He wonders why they don't just put the bulletin somewhere where, for someone to find instead of him handing them to him. And it goes through all of this, and it's just funny, about how... Uh. I don't think he's in the right place. If you're having these thoughts of like, I mean, they could just do this differently. They don't need me here. Then they may be not. They might not need you there. Mm-hmm. You're going to be used somewhere else. Just figure out where that is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe this is where we kind of conclude this one with the this just thinking about the foundational gifts. Okay. But I do want to say this. Gifts and talents, because we talked about talents at the beginning. Yes, What's your talent? Right. You're, our, you're an artist, right? That's your talent, artist. right? Yep. Your gift, God has given both, all right? He gives us talents that we're right. born with. Yes. And then when we're born again, right. we get a gift. Right. And the talents we have are to be used in conjunction with the spiritual gift right. for one purpose, to bring people to Christ, to edify the church. Glorify, and to glorify God. Glorify yeah. God, yes. And if we figure that out, right. whew, I know. you know, that's complete. And that's where we're, we got to get to. And that's the ultimate goal of, you know, we now know who our identity is. We now know, you know, who we are in Christ. Yeah. And we now know our purpose. And now we know how to fulfill that purpose. Yeah. It, it's cool stuff to be really thinking is. about. 
Um, I, I just think it's fascinating. Because even hearing other people's gifts, you, you, when they say it, you can say like, oh yeah, you know what, I do see that in you. But mm -hmm. it doesn't always make sense. Like, shouldn't yours be teaching? Like, you're up here teaching us every Sunday. Shouldn't yeah. that just, shouldn't you be a teacher, Sean? You were yeah. teaching, you know, you went through that in college. I, I, it's fascinating how the Holy Spirit works through someone. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, you know what? That does make sense for Sean. I see that. That it, yeah, that is where he does well, you know. I, yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't really have uh, much else to say now. Well, because you want to dig in. You want to dig in. I want to dig in, and I want us to get to, you know, what I hope we do, and maybe I'm pushing this in the direction you didn't want to go. So no, tell no, me no. If it's not. I'm, I'm totally, totally down. But I want to take each of those seven gifts and explain them. So, let, like, the first one, prophecy. What is a prophet? You know, like, you hear that, and people, I'm a prophet. Well, the gift of prophecy, what is it? It's, it's discernment. It's the ability to discern. And, and sometimes that, that manifests where it would kind of look like wisdom. Yeah. Because it is wisdom. And that's why sometimes you'll take a test and they'll say, wisdom is your gift. Yeah. We'll walk it back. Because really, you're just a prophet. And, yeah. and the way that that looks is the Holy Spirit is giving you that wisdom to see this for what yeah. it is or see it how it is or, you know what I mean? I love yeah. that. I just, oh, this yeah. is so cool. And, and part of the manifestations is wisdom. So yes. every once in a while, like, and I've seen this in my experience, is, you know, somebody who never talks in church, uh, or you just you kind of look at it like, oh, so they're cool, good to have them here. Yeah. They'll say something that comes out that you're like, whoa, that was from God. That was profound. That yes. was, yeah, that was profound. That's the word, good call. <laughs> and that because the Holy Spirit guided them and led them in that moment to have the word of wisdom yeah. in that time. Discernment and prophecy is this, a special perception into people. My mom has it. I think my wife has. I'm pretty sure she has this okay. gift. All right. And they can see into situations and circumstance and bring them into alignment with God's standards. Now, that's the thing. Now, we would look at discernment and say, well, who has this gift? And like I said, there's weaknesses to this gift, too, because each gift you got to look at it and you got to say, okay, this is, this is part of the body of Christ. What does this person add to it? Right. But also they might have a tendency, if we're not careful, right. to be like legalistic in how they look at things. Yes. Um, and so each of these have strengths, each of them have weaknesses. And that's why I think next time we go through, so the seven lists, let's yes. go through them now. The yep. gift of prophecy, mm -hmm. the, uh, uh, let me find Romans 12. Um, serving. Serving. Teaching. Go ahead. Encourage, which you had a different word for exhortation, your word. Yeah. same thing. Which, yep. Yep. Just depending on what version of the Bible you're using. Correct. <laughs> uh, giving and it is to lead and mercy. Yeah. Leading is like organization. Yep. Um, they all have different terms, like yeah. how you did. Like sometimes leader just means like administrator. You'll hear yeah. that. Yeah. As, as far as leader. So cool. So you're good with next time us taking each of these Absolutely. gifts and breaking I them down that. one at a time. Listen, did I, did I lead us in the wrong direction? Do you have something else you want to say? Because no, I, I, I really at first it started out of, of like, I just like to talk about the fact that the Holy Spirit gives you a gift. You have a gift from the Holy Spirit yeah. and you have maybe have multiple, but there is one that in the church, in the body of believers to edify Christ, you have. I just think that's awesome. It sounds like a superpower. And to, like you said, just to remind you that you still have the fruit of the Spirit. And like you said, well, mercy is not mine. You're still called to love. Yep. And it doesn't merciful. mean you can't be merciful. It means that 
Yeah. You should be displaying love and joy and peace and yeah. patience and all those. There's just one that's going to come naturally to you. It is one that's going to fuel you. And that's, I think, where I wanted to start the podcast yeah. was just let's talk about spiritual gifts because I think even as I was a kid, the Southern Baptists did not talk about spiritual gifts much. At least yeah. my pastor did not. Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit got us too close to a charismatic church. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I, uh, next time, let's talk about tongues, Sean. No, I'm yeah. kidding. I don't want to talk yeah. about tongues. I've talked about yeah. speaking well, tongues Well, that might be often. something we go to, too, because we do... Yeah, never mind. Go on. No, no, no. I, we can. We certainly can. I think it's good to go through some of the gifts that the Holy Spirit can just give you. Yeah. Don't be afraid in the middle of church. If, if a prophecy is how that should manifest, cool. If speaking in tongues, which there's a big debate What is it? Yeah whether that just means you're speaking a different language, yeah, like a, hu a human language, which it, you shouldn't be scared of. If maybe there's somebody in the congregation who may not speak much English, but the Holy Spirit's giving you a way yeah. to say what you just said or through, the, uh, through, uh, you know, through God, the Holy Spirit, just reiterating it in their language. Yeah. Don't be afraid of it because it seems scary or weird. And I think yeah. that's the other thing, too, is you just kind of embrace. It's like, it's like sharing the gospel. Embrace the awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, we'll talk about again, that it's just like you said, being open to the Holy Spirit, working your life, fulfilling yeah. the purpose, glorifying God. Because it's part given of us. it. It's, yeah. it's the way, it's the reason we can pray. It's the reason I yeah. don't have to go to you and tell you how I've messed up this week so that yeah. you can tell God. We have the Holy Spirit in us. Yeah. Might as well know these yeah. cool things that he does. And we and we'll end with this. We need each other. Yes. It goes back to what we talked about last time. There is no lone rangers in the church. Mm -mm. We need each other. Right. Um, even Just, the Ephesians passage where it talks about what I call the, um, uh, the ministry gifts. Mm -hmm. You know, we need the ministry gifts. Like, here, here they are. They're, they're, the first one is the apostle. The apostle is the one that kind of touches all things. The prophet this is the person who can uh, point, past, uh, point people to repentance. And then you have the evangelist and the, the pastor and the teacher. Um, those five are all within the church. The main goal is the ministry of the, of the gospel. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, it's to get the gospel out. Those ministry gifts are things that specific callings of people, yeah. whereas the foundational gifts the church needs every one of the seven to be complete. And if there's a lone ranger thinking, I don't need to be a part of the church, I can do it on my own. Well, it's like we said last time, we're missing part of the body. Uh, that's yeah. actually what I was going to say. There's a reason that we talked about mm -hmm. what the church was before we talked about spiritual gifts, because it, they go hand in hand. Yeah. You, need, you need the gifts that people have. It, it's kind of like trying to walk on all fours, but you, know, you don't have a hand, so you walk on your elbow. It doesn't work yeah. you're trying to you know walk without a foot it mm. doesn't work you need people and you and and yeah. i think it's cool to highlight gifts your mm. spiritual gifts yeah well hopefully you'll discover it mm -hmm. at least start to think about what could be your spiritual gift yeah and i i i will make this i won't make this promise but i will make this uh i believe after next one so this is get bring people back all right you will have a direction to where at least start without a spiritual gift test to really just go before God and pray about, yeah. ah, I think this is mine. Right. And then find that role within the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, f 
for me, it's not teaching, it, but teaching has become part of it. Leadership yeah. in an organization, because of my role as pastor in the ministry, right. I, but exhortation, I can use exhortation as that becomes natural, but I grow in the other stuff right. and what God has called me. And I lean on those that do have these. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next time. Yeah, <laughs> no, this is cool. I, so, and I really appreciate it. Like, yeah. it's, it's cool to hear your take. Not yeah. even really your take. It, it, just your teaching, your, your experience in talking about it. Yeah. And I, I'm just fascinated by the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're right, though. As Baptists, we need to talk more about it. <laughs> yeah. I've been wanting to well, do a sermon series on it, but maybe after this we'll do that. I only say so. that because um, if anybody doesn't know, I went to Assemblies of God College for you know, those four or five years, and you hear all sorts of things that yeah. are wild. This is very different, and some of it's very not true, but I think some of the things that they're just not afraid to, maybe they put a little too much. If you're somebody's God, I am sorry, sort of. You put a little too much weight on the Holy Spirit, maybe a little too much. Yeah, Holy Spirit's always going to point people to Jesus. Correct. Jesus is always going to glorify God. Yes. And we um, as the church are to live in the power of the Holy Spirit. So, but I yeah. also, it's nice to hear, you know, it's, it's yeah. fun to talk about this because I do think that it's important to know about yeah sort of a, a, a daily part of our serving and, and yeah. glorifying God. Kind of got to know this. Mm. So, this is it's cool. awesome. I'm very excited. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, brother. Um, and, and just remember this. There ain't no Holy Ghost party without Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. That's how you want to end it? That's how? That's, no, that's, that's, you can take it out. That's the last line that you wanted here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right, well, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> this has been the Salty Podcast. I'm Phil. I'm here with Pastor Sean Davis. Hey, send us your questions. Yeah, we've heard back. Um, it's We're going to have an soon, episode soon. Soon we are doing an episode. By, by the time this one comes out, the post has been up on our Facebook. But we are going to ask for questions. Yep. Um, if you have anything that you would like us to talk about, if there's a question that you have, uh, personal, about the Bible, um, anything. Uh, yeah. We, we kind of want to do an episode where it's, um, it, you know, it's a, yeah. Send them to either Sean or Phil. If you send them to Phil, you want a question for Sean, yeah, send right. them to there Sean. You if you have a question for Phil, you can also just comment, <laughs> shock uh, you together. can also just comment on the Facebook post if yeah. you'd like. Um, it, it, we're just, it would be a fun episode to do yeah. of just questions that people have. We already got one in, um, someone emailed us a question yeah. that's actually going to, I think be its, its own episode because there's an, <laughs> there's enough there. I feel yeah. like we should, you know, it's huh? important to talk about. So we're, we're excited. This is cool. Um, we thank you for your feedback. We thank you for liking, for subscribing. Um, you know, if you tell people about it, that's cool too. Yeah. And uh, just thank you for listening to our voices for so many hours. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Do music. The Salty Podcast is part of the Ocean City Baptist Church Podcast. This episode of the Salty Podcast was edited and produced by myself co-produced by Sean Davis, music by Rob Mullis. For more information about Ocean City Baptist Church, head to our website, ocbaptist.org.